Don't you know that you so wrong, man? You're wrong and here's why. Chris and Greg don't see eye to eye. Like none of the time. Robert Covington sticks. I don't care what you think. How is LeBron James the king when he's ruining teams? Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. Chris Forwardell joined by Greg Crone. Gregory, how are you? I mean, honestly, yeah, I, I miss the NFL. The, the days in between games are the biggest yeah. bummers. It's, it's the Tuesday, Wednesday, like those two days are the toughest to get through. Like I can live on Fridays. With just college or whatever games on the Big Ten's trying to sneak games in on Friday nights that aren't really good, but they're kind of fun to watch. Uh, but but having the NFL back is just phenomenal. Greg, I'd like to make an announcement right now. Okay, I I'm not planning on reporting the training camp, and I accept that I'm going to be fine. How dare you? How dare you try to ruin my 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 good name and my good uh, my good mood with this? With this de- debacle that is uh, that is developed Look, in Camden, I know that I've heard the rumors. There's going to be groups of people organized to boo me as I go into the facility, and um, they, I, I don't want to put up with that. I have never in my life <laughs> heard of something less true than that. Yeah, for sure. What? Like, I, I mean, it does. It does kind of feel like a WIP thing, though, right? It feels like. Uh, it feels like the dirty 30 or whatever going up to the draft and booing Donovan McNabb. Sure, yes. Has Philadelphia done something dumb like that before? But they did not go there with the intent to boo. Yes, they, they were, did. They were at the draft. The pick no. was made. They didn't like it. They booed. No, revisionist history, Gregory. How dare Read you. It. <laughs> go, go ahead and Google that, WIP Dirty 30. They 100%, they, they bust those people up there all together to whine about not drafting Ricky Williams. And how did that work out for them? Uh, Donovan McNabb was arguably the best quarterback in franchise not history. Not arguably. It's not arguable. He is the best quarterback in franchise history. There is, there is no arguable. You could say... Bubby Brister. Mm, Two words. Bubby Brister. Listen, can you combine Ty and Coy Detmer? If you can there, then maybe you have an argument. But... Yeah, and a quarterback that can throw the ball 35 yards. Just just an astonishing development. You're just going to be like, I'm not showing up. I'm just not going to do it. I know you owe me $140 million. I don't care. I do owe you $140 million. If only. I mean, I, I saw that news break, and it was like, really? Really? Mm-hmm. Like, you... You don't want to be a part of some made-up scenario where people are going to drive to Camden to boo you. For what? What would that accomplish? What would that? I've even been to accomplish? that facility. It's a very nice facility. So at least they have that going but for you're, you. But you're just standing outside booing someone as they walk into practice. No one's doing that. Not. I would. Lo- I would love to say that's true. I can't totally rule it out. For a fan base that did nothing but support you, and now obviously things. As the years have transpired and things have yeah. trans, you know, it just happens and the, the fan base becomes divided. And now pretty much everybody hates you. You've officially, you've officially gone to that side of the wall. 
And okay, I feel like at this point, just in case people don't know what we're talking about, uh, because you're saying that everyone hates me and that I owe you $140 million Good quite point. a bit. Uh, we are talking about the Ben Simmons situation, but I, I don't know that it's going to be healthy for us to continue and talking about that. And there's going to be plenty more uh, that's going to develop over the next couple of weeks. So let's let's talk about what we have in front of us. I've got BovadaSportsBook.com open. We have got all of the lines for week three in the National Football League. This is it, it's so crazy to me that after all of that time it took. You know, it feels like it feels like football season takes years to get here. And somehow we already find ourselves at week three. Dude, I've been thinking about that a lot. lately. Like just how fast the actual season goes. Yeah, because there is no breaks. It's just oh, here we go. Well, this in this case now it's 18 straight weeks of NFL Sundays. And like by, by the time it's you hit December, you're like, oh, man, we have like four Sundays left of full mm-hmm. slate football and it's just it's just misery like when you get to that like the games are fun obviously as you get into the playoffs they're typically more competitive and you get a ton of fun games but you just have that that sinking feeling like oh no we're about to be in baseball hell very shortly like well there are three words that i think uh upset every football fan and that is pro bowl week oh misery the ma- <laughs> they have to figure out a way to make the Pro Bowl semi-entertaining. Like, yeah. it's not even fun. Like, if you're a gambler, it's not even fun to bet on. You can't bet on the Pro Bowl. Because it's... You just... You can't. It's just... No, yeah, you don't know who's going to care. It's completely random. Yeah, it's... You're, you're shooting darts at that point. It's just terrible. Not really. Darts, you have some modicum of control. That depends on how bad of a dart player. That's accurate. But if you're a terrible <laughs> dart player, you probably shouldn't be gambling on darts. I'm just saying you're it's a, a good there's point. Uh, there's degenerate and there's degenerate. And I feel like, like, hey, I'm a pretty terrible, uh, pretty terrible dart smith. Let's uh, <laughs> let's throw a 500 on this match. Yeah. Yeah. I could. Uh, dart smith. Dart smith got me. I don't have anything. I don't know how to respond to dart smith because I don't. Is it dart? I, I'm gonna go. It's with definitely that. not. Dartman, it's 100%. a Dartman, a darter. It, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Regardless, I just the Pro Bowl stinks and it's so yeah. boring. And and even like when they did it after the Super Bowl, even then, it's like, ugh. like I, yeah, the season's over. Who yeah, cares? we're hanging on to trying to get one more week of ratings for the NFL. And it's, just, it's not happening. I don't ever remember it being entertaining. It is not. Yeah, there has never been a moment when it was. Uh, speaking of darts, uh, coincidentally, I can't remember. Have, what, what's your stance on the program that is Ted Lasso? I've never seen it, and now oh, it's, Gregory, it's a program. It's it's a program that we have discussed in my household many a time. But oh, here's Gregory. the issue, Chris. Yeah, tell me, tell me, tell me. Sports, sports yeah. is the issue. They're, it doesn't matter. They're always you need to on watch it. Tuesday nights. I do this, well, whenever I re-record it, but you know what I mean. Then mm-hmm. another night of the week, I have to record better light. And then at that point, now we're into the weekend, essentially. So there's not a lot of time to sit around and just be watching television shows that aren't live sports. I don't know what to yeah, tell you. But yet you watch like half a season of Taxi. I mean, that's on during the day in the background. If I'm going to watch a new show, I have to pay attention to like, oh, you need to watch Ted Lasso, Greg. It's I've, on the list. It's uh, look, there, There's a long list. 
No, it, it needs to be at the top of the list. Ted Lasso is my favorite new show of the last five years. And I don't think it's particularly close. I mean, it's certainly you, intriguing. You do not have to care about soccer, as I do not, to thoroughly enjoy it. To put this in perspective, one of my great pleasures in life is, is telling Alexa she's going to like a show. And she fights me tooth and nail on it. 30 Rock is the greatest example of this that went wrong. I told her, oh, you're going to love it. It's so good. I got her to watch Parks and Rec. I got her to watch, you know, uh, the, the, uh, the League, stuff like that. Oh, the League. And uh, I thought 30 Rock was going to be next on that. She hated it. But I got her, loves Parks and Rec, loves the other stuff. I was telling her forever, hey, you just, just try Ted Lasso. No, no, no. I hate soccer. Who cares? I don't care about it. Now it's, oh, hey, what do you want to watch tonight? Ted Lasso. Done. Beginning and end, it's Ted Lasso. I mean, listen, I, I mean, it, it has all the elements of a show that I would like. I like the creator, uh, Bill Lawrence. Bill Lawrence. I, I, big fan of him, big fan of Scrubs, Drew Carey show. Um, not, not, not so much Cougar Town. Not really into Cougar Town, but you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Um, he's, I like his shows, so it, it hits that. And then, like, I mean, Sudeikis is fine, and everybody says it's great, and I'm sure it is. It's a matter of, there's only so many hours in a day, Chris. That's, mm. that's what it is. Look, when you're sitting there doing busy work, right. give, it two, give but, it two episodes. But I can't, the problem is, is I can't watch things without my wife. You know what I mean? If I okay. sat there and turned it on without her, and she came, like, into the room and be like, what are you doing? I thought we talked about it. And it just doesn't work out during the day. She's just working, doing things. All right, good. Well, when you're ready to go to bed, just put an episode on. <sighs> we'll just see. Put an episode on. Just, and then, then watch the second one and the third one. I watched the entire season of Ted, the entire first season of Ted Lasso in one day, and I never do that. I mean, that, 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 aren't they like half an hour, 35-minute episodes? They're like 30 minutes, yeah, but I, I'm not a sit there and watch 10 episodes in a row of anything kind of person. Prior and I to, stayed, I stayed up till like one o'clock to watch this. Prior to children, I was big. Like we, I remember when we were, we rewatched The Wire, like or when we watched The oh, Wire. Oh, so good for the first time. I would have like I, I'd have you know a crazy commute and not a lot of time. Be like oh, I have to get up at five to leave, or get up at five to be able to leave at six to get to work at seven. Mm-hmm. Eh, it's one o'clock. Yeah, throw one more on, and like you know that. That's the type of person I was in terms of rest being, in peace, Michael K. Williams. Sure, uh, I agree with that. Uh, but then, but then, once you throw <laughs> kids into the mix, Chris, let me tell you about it. Let me tell you about a kid show. Tell me. How many times have you seen the Paw Patrol movie? Because I've seen it. Uh, several, I think like thirty. Seven. Like thirty. Wow, that's child's play. I've watched this thing at least seventy-five times. It's literally on right now on one of my monitors. I, I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me. This thing. <laughs> Wait, it wouldn't surprise you if I was watching Paw Patrol right well, now? I guess it I... would surprise me, is what I meant to say. Um, but no, it's like, like we, we try to limit them to watching TV. But, yeah. So when it goes on, it's like they want to watch something that they like, and they, they always gravitate to something a thousand times. I've seen Trolls World Tour more times than any human should have ever watched Trolls World Tour. I would argue like, that was one full time. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's... Uh, it's 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 a long one, and you know <laughs> I I've also never been allowed to watch Cars two or three. I've only seen Cars one because we don't watch anything. But if we're gonna watch Cars, it's Cars one and then Cars one only. 
Nothing. If I remember correctly, Cars 2 kind of trash. That's what I hear. Cars, Cars 3 makes a little bit of a comeback. Yeah, I hear Cars 2 not great, but I wouldn't know. I have Mole, have mole in my Plex, Gregory. Feel free to watch them at any time. I have, see, again, I, that, that's something we're throwing, throwing that on in the background is great, and I'd like to do things like that. But then, see, I get fixated on things. Things happen. Norm MacDonald dies. Then I got to watch Dirty Work. Like it just like that night. So that night's out the window. I have no other options. I'm watching <laughs> dirty work because that's what is in my head for the rest of the day. Could I have watched uh-huh. two episodes of Ted Lasso in that time? Probably. Or I could watch a movie I've seen a hundred times. I have beer league ready. Whenever Artie Lang finally goes, I'll throw that on. I mean, I'd watch that even without it. I hope it's years and years down the line. Because it's an excellent movie, but... This took a dark turn. Nah, you know what I mean. It's just an example just of another guy in Waiting that on Artie to go so we can no. watch Beer League. I, I mean, I watch Beer League all the time. But my point is that, like, those are the kind of things... Like, things happen during the day, and all of a sudden, I'm like, I should go back and watch, you know, seven episodes of How I Met Your Mother for some reason and pretend I'm going to do a rewatch that ends after one night. I did that with Here, 30 look. Rock. I did that with 30 Rock, like, a month ago. A month ago, I was in my. It was in my. It was right before. Well, Greg, Greg, what do you have? Uh, what do you have for Willie Garson? Because uh, apparently Willie Garson just died. Who's Willie Garson? Isn't he the bald guy from Sex and the City? And more importantly, he is uh, the best friend on uh, on White Collar. Out. That's 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 terrible. R.I.P. What do you got? What do you got teed up for Willie? I Garson? mean, I'm gonna have to go on HBO Max and watch Sex and the City one and two. Never seen. No, stop. Them. Don't do that. Don't <laughs> just have kidding. some dignity, I would, Gregory. I would never. Um, but no, like I'll hear, I'll hear a name. I'll be listening to a podcast. Somebody will say something. And all of a sudden, it's like, yes, I do need to pretend I'm going to do that. I did it with Thirty Rock. I was like, let me give it a try for the I don't know second or third time. I got like six episodes in one night because they're only like twenty two minutes. So if I'm mm-hmm. doing stuff on my computer, I can have it on, kind of sitting there, half paying attention, and then never revisit it. Just never go back to it. Here you go. Uh, if you uh, if you want to show some respect to Willie Garson this evening, I think the the best option that you can do is watch his episode of Girl Meets World. Yeah, Girl Meets World is a show that I wanted to be good. The issue is is you just age out of things, right? Yeah. Look, I I'm tickled to talk about this stuff in a normal situation, Gregory. Uh, but we can't dig too far into this. Also, he's in Fever Pitch. That might be the best choice. Probably. Or House of D. Um, we need to talk about football. Yeah, we, we should. In the National Football League, instead of talking about what Willie Garson may or may not be in, including Freaky Friday. Ooh. All right. Now, now, we're, now we're getting back into the wheelhouse. I will, I will say in terms of football, like, it, it's just every, every, I don't know how the NFL does it. Everything seems to be so entertaining, like no matter mm-hmm. what game. That Giants-Redskins game, well, Washington football team, I'm, I will never not accidentally when not yeah, paying fair. attention. But that, Giant, that Giants football team game was absolutely insane. Not good. I wouldn't say good. I wouldn't necessarily quantify it as good. But the entertainment level of it, like I was hooked for four straight quarters. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah no, football has been very good this year. We'll see if that continues this week as the Carolina Panthers head to Houston to take on, oh boy, Davis Mills and those Houston Texans. Bavada has the Texans plus eight at home. I don't know what Panthers show up. So like the Panthers beat the Jets. Sure. Yeah. The Jets clearly stink. 
Um, what's the guy's name who went two overall? Zach. Uh, Zach Wilson. Couldn't think of the last name. Zach Wilson struggles in week two. Uh, ah, that's an understatement. Hmm. Four interceptions. Weird. In fact, he his what well, four interceptions in his first ten passes or something like that, um, including his first two. I'm ready to hang the bust. Uh, ring right around that Zach Wilson. Um, oh, stop yep, it. Circle that one. It's okay. Told you. Told you way before the draft not to trust that one. Um, I no. I stand by Zach Wilson. Might end up being better than Trevor Lawrence. I mean, that's fine. It's perfectly fine. They're both on awful franchises that'll tank their careers. So it really doesn't yeah, but, matter. But at some point, much like uh, much like the gentleman who was playing the Texans this week, you get to leave that team, and now Sam Darnold gets a chance to go three and zero. Well, so here's my point. How good are the Panthers really? Like I I stand by this. Right, so if you're doing football math, the Panthers beat the Jets, the Saints mm-hmm. beat the Packers, the mm-hmm. Packers or the 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 Panthers then beat the Saints, mm-hmm. but the Packers clearly. I mean, I'm, I'm I said this said this last week, I think, on this show. Aaron Rodgers was, was literally twing with the Packers last week when they played mm-hmm. the Saints. He he was literally showing them what life after. Aaron Rodgers looks like if you're a Packer fan, if you're a Packer front office person, if you're a Packer coach. What we mm-hmm. saw last night, or yeah, Monday night, was Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers. Now I know it's Detroit, but Detroit put up a fight early on. And then Aaron Rodgers yeah. did what Aaron Rodgers does. One almost think, ruined my life in Detroit, terms of fantasy. Detroit might just think that. But they're all, yeah, of course, of course. But th- that's that. my point is, is that we don't necessarily know we don't necessarily know if the Panthers beating the Saints is as good of a win as them beating the pa- the Saints beating the Packers thirty eight to three looks like. You know what I mean? No, it's it's probably not. The Saints were a little bit overrated coming off of that win. You're right. Maybe Aaron Rodgers wasn't the most uh, the most interested he's <laughs> ever been. But the team's two and zero. They're playing a bad Texans team this week. Sam Darnold looks good. McCaffrey. Is on the team still. It's Boy, weird. is he he's getting his touches. I mean, and getting pummeled. Like pummeled. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. But Sammy D looks good. DJ Moore's playing well. I I buy this team. They're very good. Matt Rule's a good football coach. He has been good everywhere he went. I mean, obviously, you have the stop off to try to rectify the, the craziness at Baylor, but even yeah. towards the end there, he had them looking like a you know a, a football team again. Not a good one, but a football. Um, but Matt Rule's a good coach, and if you put the game plans out there, you still have NFL caliber players, and they have again McCaffrey obviously is is a superstar if he's healthy. Um, and they have some receiver talent. They're a team that could make noise for sure. I I think this is again a tough game to judge because the Texans are the Texans. Like they looked great, but now we have Davis Mills. It's I. I I have to imagine, and this seems very like, uh, very like obvious, like it's almost too obvious of a pick mm. that it has to be the Panthers in this situation. I don't necessarily know if the Panthers are going to contend for the NFC South. Probably not. Yeah, but I mean, it, I just can't believe in the Texans for for much longer. No, the Texans. Look, I think I think they looked better than they were last week. I think the. I think the Browns got so up for that game against the Chiefs and then kind of took the Texans for granted. Yeah, sort of a look-ahead game to get past them. Eh, yeah, I could, I could definitely see that. 
I mean, also, if I'm a, if I'm a Panthers fan, I'm concerned about the fact that McCaffrey has 60 touches. They're two games already. Oh, and the fact that he had to go to the locker room in the middle of the last game. Yeah. Not too. ideal. Yeah. Not I, ideal. I mean, if it was just cramping, then it's fine. But I mean, like he's just, it, 60 touches is far too many touches. It just is it, like you can't just keep doing that. Use your other what? weapons. Maybe, he, maybe mix in a Chuba Hubbard carry every once in a Chuba, while. Chuba, isn't it Chuba Hubbard? Whatever, it doesn't matter. Pretty sure it does to him. Well, it might to him. You're right, Chuba Hubbard. It was, I, I mean, I for three years at Oklahoma State, it was Chuba Hubbard. Then it switched to Chuba senior year, and I guess now it's Chuba. I don't, I don't know. I can't keep track. Oh, of you, you mean like Tyler Harrow? I don't even know who you talk. Oh, Tyler Hero. Yeah, no, exactly. That's exactly what I'm talking. Look, I like the branding. If if my name was anything close to that, I'd be pronouncing it Hero too. I'm just saying he wasn't in high school. No, absolutely not. Absolutely yeah. not. Where's your pick here? I gotta go Panthers. I just don't trust the Texans enough, and I think the Panthers are a good team backup quarterback. Can't you know? All right. The Arizona Cardinals head to Jacksonville to take on Trevor Lawrence in those Jacksonville Jaguars. Bavada has the Jags, another big home dog. Plus seven and a half. I mean, absolute gutsy performance from the the Cardinals after just coming out as flat as you could against yeah. the Vikings. I mean, they looked they good. They looked miserable early on, and then Kyler did Kyler things. He found Hopkins. Uh, he found the kid from Purdue. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I can't think of his name. Rondell Moore. Yeah, and despite Rondell the- Moore seven catches for a buck fourteen, including a seventy-seven yard. Uh, completion yeah despite the fact that he fumbled the ball through the back of the end zone on what would have been a touchdown yeah. um ronda moore was an electric back then. i mean this was this was a great team win against the team that can hang offensively with pretty much anybody when it comes to the vikings and, and all of their talent so i mean to me i have to take the cardinals because the, the jaguars just look bad and they're putting out weird tweets about, hey, we still have 15 more games left. Like, that is, it's a bizarre thing. Like, don't give up on us or whatever that weird thing was. They're just all out of sorts. Their defense stinks. They don't use James Rob. James Robinson was so, like, dynamic last year. And maybe part of it's scheming against him and things like that. And it's obviously a different offense because it's a different coaching staff, et cetera. But, mm. I mean... Get the ball in the guy's hands. I think he touched the ball like six times or eight times last week. That is not enough for a guy that is as talented as him and proved that he could be that talented last year. So I I, I like I know you want to showcase Lawrence and, and you know allow him to take over this team, but but use the guys that you have at your disposal. You don't have to throw it a million times every yeah, 11 carries and uh, three receptions for Robinson last week. Can I tell you, I, uh, I I thought he was a little bit overrated last year. I mean, yeah. He I really did. I mean, he probably was. You talk about a lot of garbage time stuff in any, in any time a team goes 1-15. So right. I'm sure that plays into it. But, I mean, at least do something. At least do something with it. Great. The Atlanta Falcons head to New York to take on the New York football Giants, and Bavada has the Giants, our first home favorite, minus three. This is, I mean, you want to talk about a matchup I could never even consider watching, and I know it'll be like mm-hmm. a local game for for just the market that I'm in, 
which is yeah. why Red Zone will just have to stay on. But I love some Red Zone. I mean, it's the best. Red Zone is the best invention of all time. To not have it on next to the game that you're actually watching, in terms of like, well, if the Eagles are on, obviously, but then if any of the other games are on uh, that are entertaining, like to not have it is just is, is crazy. It changes the way you take in football, and you're able to stay up to date on a lot of what's going on during the day. And if you play fantasy, like you have to have, have red zone. It's mandatory. Mm-hmm. Um, but regardless, uh, uh, like the Falcons just imploded. They imploded uh, offensively. You can't even say defensively because like their defense, while bad, like at least kept them semi competent as the game you know, went on and allowed them to come back and make it close. And then the offense turns it over for defensive scores on like almost back to back plays. Like that's insanity. It's just it's it's really bad. It's really bad. And I don't I don't know if it gets better. It probably does against the Giants, who clearly stink. Like they and whatever, I don't know. I saw on Twitter that they said, like, oh, Dexter Lawrence wasn't offside, but he was offside. And then the league apologized. Like, I don't even know what's true and what's not. But mm-hmm. he certainly looked offsides. I don't know if you see the replay; like it's very close. Um, but it looks like he's offsides. But they just like I can't get I can't get overhyped about Daniel Jones looking all right in in a game where they're playing the football team, who's clearly not as good as they were last year. Their defense is not as good as it was the year previously, at least not yet. And like. You got guys dropping wide open touchdown passes to seal games. Yeah. Hey, how, how? How does that happen? Yeah, I mean, Dan, you talk about Daniel Jones looking looking kind of good. Yeah, he was he was pretty all right. Is the way I would describe Daniel Jones. Twenty two of thirty two. Uh, you know, two hundred and forty nine yards, touchdown, no picks. Better than Matt Ryan, who managed to turn the ball over three times through the air. But man. I'm worried about that Falcons defense. I think they might just be... I think the hat's in the ring for the worst defense in the NFL this year. I know it's Tom Brady, but Brady goes for a very easy five touchdowns against him and through the air. What do we think of Saquon? What do we? How do we feel about Saquon two games back? I know that seems to be the big conversation. At least it was you know, Thursday into Friday. Mm-hmm. I, I think you got to give him time. Like, it's... He was so good prior to that injury, and he's playing behind an offensive line that's not not great, which is difficult. Now, I know like when you look at replays and you look at highlights and things like that, he's not hitting the hole the same, but some of that comes with live game reps. You can only practice in rehab so much to mm-hmm. where it, it, it seems like it's eh, where it's just not real experience, and you kind of just need that. He's, he's one big game away. Maybe it's this week against the Falcons. From turning everybody's perception sort of back to like, oh no, he's he's you know he's still very good. Was he worth the number two overall pick? Never, like never. And that's coming from a Penn State guy. Like you just no. you just can't you can't draft running backs that high. It's not yeah, worth I mean, it. well, the whole talk from from Gettleman was, uh, we're looking for a we're looking for a guy that can wear you know can win a uh, a gold jacket. If that's the case, Quentin Nelson was the pick. You take that guy in the middle of your offensive line for a decade, and everybody's going to look better. Hall of Fame running backs are very, very rare. They just, like, there, there's, I, I, I can't name the last one that went in. Was it Priest Holmes? Was he the last one that went in? Like, that feels, 
ridiculous to say, but I, I literally can't think of the last running back that went in the NFL Hall of Fame from like mm. a modern era kind of person. And that wasn't like was. Emmett Smith. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it was um Tomlinson, maybe. No. Uh I think it was he hate me. Oh <laughs> if only. Rod Smart. Did he make it? I was trying to think of a NFL legend. Who or was NFL that? Legend. Who was the kind of like Samoan running back that we had? Oh, uh, Reno Mahe. Yeah, Reno Mahe is the name I was trying to come up with. <laughs> Thank you, but uh, I did not, and I let the whole team down. Up next, the Baltimore Ravens head to Detroit to take on the Detroit Lions. Another big line here. Lions plus eight at home. Who is it that they're playing? The Detroit Lions, Gregory. No, no, no. The Lions are playing who? The Baltimore Ravens. Ugh, man. I mean, like, I I understand what happened on Sunday Night Football. I watched that entire game essentially from, from the you know the beginning of it all the way through the end. And yeah. to me, that that game was lost by the Chiefs more than it was won by the Ravens. If that makes sense. And obviously, yeah, the, for sure, everybody looks at that fumble by Edwards Alaire towards the end, and that obviously cost them the game. But that's what you get for going too conservative and being too cute with things. Play your normal offense. Like, don't go overboard. Tell Pat, you know, if if the window's not there, don't throw it. But like, don't 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 get too like, oh, we're gonna hold this kick a forty-seven yard field goal. You know, we're gonna kill two minutes off the clock. That feels mm-hmm. wildly unnecessary to try to do that. Uh, I know you want to limit time and everything, but. <laughs> The, and then it's impossible to judge the Lions because the Lions in the first half yesterday looked really, really good. And then halftime adjustments came and they stayed at 17 points, which yeah. hurt a lot of people's team total over-unders. <laughs> I'm sorry that happened to you. Not Greg. me, not me, but a, 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 a few members of, of Better's Delight were, were livid at uh, one Jared Goff and Dan Campbell. Um, just, just uh, terrible to not be able to score any points in that second half um, if you're somebody who was on that. But I, I don't necessarily know what to think about the Ravens. They obviously can run the ball. Passing, it looks all right. Lamar had that cool jump pass. But <laughs> I still I still don't know. It's a lot at home. I, I kind of like the Lions in that situation. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that that cool jump pass. I mean, I've never the, seen like you you see the jump passes like you've seen them in the past with like uh, Tim Tebow when he was at Florida, and there's obviously been other teams that that ran a little jump pass thing. Um, but that run like, that jump pass off. Well, for him to throw it as far as he did in the air while doing the jump was was incredible. I can't do that. I don't I'm going to start the again. I'm going to start the jump pass challenge on. Pick your social media platform. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it works. It's going to be exciting. The Chicago Bears head to Cleveland to take on the Cleveland Browns, and Bavada has the Browns minus seven at home. And they haven't confirmed if it's Fields yet, right? They have said it is Dalton if he's healthy. Yeah, which, I mean, guys. I thought I saw that it was going to be Dalton, but I, I, I might be in to- totally making that up. No, I think I think you're right, because I had definitely seen the if healthy Andy Dalton as our starter. But what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? I know you're you're delaying the inevitable at this point. Like, this sitting behind Andy Dalton is, is great. It's, it's fine. But, like, 
it just doesn't make sense at a certain point. Play the young guy. Just do it. That's the best way for anybody to learn. You learn by doing. Learn by doing. To quote uh, uh, Turk from Scrubs. Learn by doing. That's you got to get Justin Fields on there. He just makes the Bears' offense so much more dynamic and different. And not that Dalton's been bad because he hasn't really been terrible. He's been Andy Dalton. It's, yeah, that's what he's been—a very, you know, middle of the road starting quarterback. And that, you know, it's I, it's hard for me to think anything else of, of Andy Dalton. But it, they're going into Cleveland. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's a tough one. And I know their defense looked good against Cincinnati last week, but that run game from Cleveland is—it it just causes problems for everybody. Thank God Baker didn't stay down um, after that that very scary looking left shoulder issue. Trying to make oh, yeah. a tackle, there was some yelling in this household. Yeah, don't do that again. If you, especially, I can imagine as as having a Browns fan in your home, there had to be that was that was probably upsetting. For sure. Although uh, Baker Mayfield is uh, t- like forty one of fifty or something, like forty one of forty nine through the air so far this year, completing 81, 80, almost 82% of his passes. Yeah. I mean, he's been with, he's, yeah, w- without Mr. Uh, Beckham. When you have the run game going, which they seem to do every week, it sets up the offense to be able to have Baker get time to throw the ball because they have to constantly worry about the run. So like that, if you can keep that up, that's, that is the type of offense that wins in the playoffs too. So, I mean, I like this Browns team. I like how they've started. They, they faced a little bit of adversity against the Texans. I know they lost week one against the Chiefs. But that's sort of a learning experience kind of thing. I, 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 like the, I like the Browns in this situation. I just do. I don't trust the Bears at all right now. No, I think that's 100% right. The Cincinnati Bengals head to Pittsburgh to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Bavada has the Steelers minus three and a half. Uh, shout out Mark, Mark for... Uh, bullying me into Raiders money line last week against the Steelers. Much appreciated. No, that'll be taken out. <laughs> um, I just, the Steelers, they're so perplexing. And like, if PJ Watt is still out, that changes mm-hmm. their defense so drastically. Like, they can't get it anywhere near as much press, uh, pressure on the quarterback without having to blitz. I, I just. Big Ben looks old. He really does. Oh, yeah. And it's and petty, by the way. What do you mean? Uh, he's taking shots at offensive coordinator Matt Canada. Yeah, well, that's I mean, he's always done that, though. So that that doesn't surprise me. Didn't he almost fight um, the dude who used to coach uh, the Cardinals? I, I don't know who you're talking about, but it has to be Todd Haley. Yep, that's who it is, Todd Haley. That's exactly who it is. A lot of people almost fought Todd Haley. Yeah, so I think... <laughs> I don't think that I, I don't think I don't think that's anything new. Ben criticizing coaching um, when when he struggles. So, but um, just their offense isn't in sync. It really feels a lot like last year, where they at times looked really bad, and then all of a sudden it like came to life again, and they actually, you know, looked like a competent football team. So we'll see. This is if there was ever a get right game, you're getting Burrow at a down week. And I mean, Jamar Chase is really, really good, but it, it, there's no offensive line to protect Burrow, like at all. It's no. constantly under pressure, never comfortable. It's uh, it's a it's a tough one there for, for Burrow in Cincinnati. So I I kind of like the Steelers here. Jacob Eason 
and those Indianapolis Colts head to Tennessee to take on the Tennessee Titans. Bavada has the Titans minus five and a half. I mean, was there anything more of a lock this season than Carson Wentz getting hurt and missing uh, missing time? Yeah, yeah jo- uh, Jason Peters getting hurt and missing time. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, I mean... Also, Brandon Brooks. <laughs> Accurate. Um, I don't know what. The, the Colts... The Colts are so unbelievable. They're 0 2, but like they've been in both games, but now you lose Wentz. It's like, why can that dude not stay healthy? What is just the way he plays? It has to be. And it's always something weird, though. Well, he has like, isn't it both ankles? Yes. I saw a, uh, like a longtime uh, football reporter say this is the first time in history that he's ever seen a guy sprain two ankles in the same play. It's just bizarre. It's like the most bizarre injury possible happens to this dude. And And by the way, he has still not been ruled out this weekend. I mean, he's going to have to just push through it. He's going to push through it. He's going to get right with, uh, I don't know, God, I guess, and figure it out. (laughs) <laughs> like that's just how that's just how Carson Wentz operates, which is fine. That's perfectly fine. But my guess is he's going to get hurt again, and we're just going to keep losing snap counts. Well, I mean, luckily he, I think Eason only played five snaps at the end of that game. So he threw an interception not, in one of those five snaps. Uh, but right, but just the the sheer numbers aspect oh, that we're interested in. So I'm not super worried about that. We just, uh, yeah. The, the injuries to Wentz are just fascinating. Like, I had never seen a guy tear up his knee again, like, like Wentz did against the Rams. That's typically a non-contact injury. He got hit in the air and somehow tore it up. He got hit diving straight forward. It's not even like... Yeah, like, it's so weird. The one, that, the one that comes to mind all the time when you talk about like a contact-style injury, injury on a play like that is the Willis McGahee National Championship. Mm-hmm. Like that's the one that I always think about when you think about somebody like getting hit directly in the knee. His didn't even look like that. Why is no. everything so weird with that guy? I don't know. I don't understand it. And also the Titans, I mean, I guess they figured it out. Just keep giving Derrick Henry the ball until he eventually tries to kill me in fantasy when I play him. No matter what. No matter what, every time I go against him in fantasy. Dude sets. It was his second best career game fantasy wise. The guy's an absolute beast. The league stole a touchdown from Julio Jones. Very upset about that still, as someone who may or may not have had him as an anytime touchdown scorer in that game. Um mm. I feel I feel very, very uh, betrayed by the replay officials. And fan from <laughs> fantasy perspective as well, because he is on a couple a couple different teams. It's just like the Titans needed that more than the Seahawks did. So, like, if you're a Titans fan, that win is huge. I don't necessarily know how much it sets back the Seahawks. Obviously, they're in a really tight division and a very good one. But, yeah. um, you know, it's they still they still looked very, very good in terms of what their offense can do and things like that. Well, this, this Titans team, for as bad as they looked week one, they looked exactly like I think they wanted to week two. Tannehill throws for 348. Derrick Henry, 35 carries for 182 yards and three scores. And Julio Jones, by the way, Henry also had six catches, 41 touches for Derrick Henry. And uh, and Julio Jones goes for a buck 28. That's exactly what they want that offense to look like. Maybe just 
with 30 touches from Henry instead of 41. Oh, yeah. And you think about it like A.J. Brown had a very off week, like a very yeah. down week. So, that, so did his college teammate D.K. Metcalf. Yeah. So like that's that's a that's a, a team that if you're the Titans, that is the perfect game, except maybe you want to get A.J. Brown just a tiny bit more involved and, and get him, you know, get him the ball. But being able to, you know, being able to just use Derrick Henry as your bell cow. I, I don't understand. Like, you know it's coming, and there's nothing you can do about it on defense mm-hmm. in terms of Henry, especially when it comes to short yardage. It's why week one was so surprising and how well Arizona was able to keep him, you know, keep him back. What does that mean for Taylor Lewan? Think about that, though. He was a late scratch on that offensive line pregame, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden Derrick Henry goes for, like, what? What was it, 183 on the ground? 185. 185 on the ground? Like, that's... I mean, you have to. I, I think those two things are unrelated. Sort of a Taylor Lewan is really good. No I, no, I agree. He's very good. It's just an interesting sort of coincidence. The Los Angeles Chargers head to Kansas City to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Bavada has the Chiefs minus six and a half. Chargers going to charge as usual. Like it's they 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 did so much killing of themselves. I I like. I just yeah. I don't understand it. It just it doesn't matter who the coach is, who the quarterback is, who who it, it's always the same it's the same story every every single week. They scored the go ahead touchdown like three different times in that game, <laughs> only to get it called back via penalty. And it, that game against the Cowboys was no was not a shootout in in any way. Not nowhere near no. what we I think expected, right? I still think Herbert's very good. Like, I still think he's really good. I think they have a good team. I just, I think they don't know. They don't necessarily know how to use it. They keep, they keep doing this where they just don't know how to use that offense. And they're undisciplined because they're getting dumb penalties. It's a real problem. And like, whether it's taunting, whether it's whatever it is, it's just, it's, it's just always weird. Like they can execute, they can do everything, but then they do that one dumb thing that to just kick themselves every single time. And then they give Dallas a win that they didn't necessarily deserve. And the chiefs, like I know they lose to Baltimore, but we kind of already covered it. Like they kind of, they kind of gave that game away by accident. And I, I just, it's hard for me. It's hard for me to bet against the chiefs and arrowhead. And even mm-hmm. if it's, even if it's like a little bit larger of a spread and it can't be that big. So are you are you happier with how they used Eckler this week? Nine carries, nine catches. Yeah, that's exactly what you do with Austin Eckler. That's exactly what you do. You cannot give him like fifteen to twenty carries up the middle for no reason. Get him outside. Let him. He made an amazing one-handed catch along the sidelines, and he actually made the catch and then drew a. Uh, well, I guess it's not targeting in the NFL, but it's the personal foul, defenseless receiver hit mm-hmm. from the from Diggs on the Cowboys, and it's like, yeah. That's what he can do if you get him the ball out in space. He can make the outstanding catches. Get him the ball that way. But right. I like the Chiefs. Patty Mahomes. They need Football's most confusing team, the New Orleans Saints, heads to New England to take on Mac Jones and those New England Patriots. Bavada has the Patriots minus three at home. I mean, the Jameis Winston, Jameis Winston for MVP talk certainly, certainly uh, went out the window. After uh-huh. the performance against Carolina, I don't, no touchdowns, couple of picks. Yeah, I, I don't know what to make of that team. I, I really, I really don't. Like Kamara was almost invisible. Like mm-hmm. it just, 
like, are the Panthers that good? Or is it just the fact that, like, the Saints are, you know, a mediocre a mediocre team without Drew Brees? Like, does that... At Michael Thomas as well. Well, sure, yeah, Michael Thomas definitely does. And, and like, they don't really have a tight end to speak of. And they really didn't necessarily... Wait, Juwan Johnson, baby? What, do you have two touchdowns week one? Yeah, yeah. It's, it, those are, it, it's one of those flash-in-the-pan weeks, it almost feels like, though. I, I don't know. Yeah. Greg, who who do you believe was the uh, Saints' leading receiver in terms of yardage last week? Last week, mm-hmm. against the Panthers. Um, man, is Joe Horn still around? Um, <laughs> uh, Joe Joe Horn just missed it by twenty eight yards. I'll tell you that. Jesus Christ, was it Callaway? Uh, Callaway had two catches for eight yards, ah, so he missed solid. he missed it by nineteen yards. You're never going to get this. Uh, the leading receiver for the team with one catch for 27 yards was Lil Jordan Humphrey. I mean, that is. And their leading their leading rusher, their top two rushers, both quarterbacks. Jameis Winston, three carries for 19 yards. Taysom Hill, two for 16. Yeah, it's just not good. That's, that is not a good game. That's it. That is a. <laughs> that's not. That's game. not how you want that to break. I've I've never once seen it before that in in the NFL. That a team's top two rushers were quarterbacks. Yeah, that is that is rough. That is really, I mean, my word. Well, what did the Panthers do? Um, I don't know. I, yeah, I, that, that's why I don't. I don't know how to. I don't know how to go into this game with the Patriots because again, the Patriots beat the Jets. Who stink. And the Patriots mm-hmm. always beat the Jets. So, like, what do you think of Mac Jones? We don't know yet. You know what I mean? It's still. It still seemed like they were kind of relying on a little bit of the running game, opening up a little bit, but not not really letting him go out of control in terms of like passing and things like that, which is kind of the Belichick way a little bit. So, But they were also up early. Yeah, which helps. Yeah, and that, they were just relying on that running game. And with that said, they still only ran the ball 24 times. They threw the ball more than they ran the ball. Mac 22 of 30 for a buck 86. Very game managery. Yeah. But uh yeah, it's just that was a, a quick game without a bunch of possessions. I like uh I, I liked him in this. I liked him in this game. I don't trust the Saints. I just don't. I I don't know when you throw up that bad of a clunker, like uh, after the first week, like I, I just I have zero feel for you. Just zero. For sure. The Washington football team heads to Buffalo to take on the Buffalo Bills. One of our biggest lines of the week, the Bills favored by nine at home. Boy, did the Bills write that ship, huh? Yes, it did. I mean, that was an absolute laugher. Obviously, Tua gets hurt, but like that's the Bills we expected to see, you know, week one. An offense that could move the ball, a defense that was ferocious and, and forcing turnovers. Like, it was phenomenal if you're a bills fan it's exactly mm-hmm. the bounce back that you needed and for washington like you you won a game you probably should have lost you almost cost yourself with the heineke pick late in the game it just mm-hmm. insanity um but i you know i think washington without fitzpatrick and the defense again i don't think they're as good as they were last year regardless of preseason hype I, I like the Bills in this situation. I just don't think Washington's that good. Well, let's talk about 
Tua Tungavailoa and those Miami Dolphins as they head to Vegas to take on the 2-0 Las Vegas Raiders. Bavada has the Raiders minus four. This is a prime. If Tua's not playing and it's Jacoby Brissett, this is almost a prime game for the Dolphins to win. Like mm-hmm. the Raiders are riding high. They they beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh. They're coming back. They're 2-0. They're top of the division. And this is like that weird letdown. Like, it's just, it, it makes no sense on the schedule when you look at it. It's like when the Eagles beat the, the 49ers last year. They had zero, zero reason to beat them on Sunday night football. And they were giant underdogs. But it, it ended up happening anyway. The Raiders also have potential for a look ahead in the fact that they have the Chargers the week after. Uh, Derek Carr has been so good. Tua, I mean... Eh, because Brissett looked bad. Brissett looked bad in the time that he came in, but that game was already, like, a little bit wonky when he came into it, so... Yeah. 24-40 for Brissett. 1-4 for Tua, who is day-to-day. Yeah. I I think it'll be Tua that starts. But we'll see We'll see how it goes. Um, if he does take a big hit and re-injures anything, I'm sure he'll have, like, a, an armored vest on to protect those ribs, but... I, I kind of, kind of like the Dolphins. Regardless, it just this feels like a letdown game from the for the Raiders. Such high emotion. You you beat the Ravens, then you ride into Pittsburgh. You beat them, and now you're like, here we go. We have, you know, the division next week. Let's go. And then you mm-hmm. lay like sort of an egg against a, a Dolphins team that is sort of listless. Excellent word usage, Gregory. <laughs> Excellent word usage. Our biggest line of the week here, the New York football Jets head to Denver to take on the Denver Broncos. Bavada has the Broncos minus 10 and a half. I mean, we don't necessarily know if Denver's good, though. They've played played two very bad teams to start Mm -hmm. the season, and their defenses looked really good. Their offense... He obviously lost Judy, and they didn't necessarily do much through the air last week. I mean, it was... Oh, come on. Teddy Bridgewater, 26-34 for 328 and two scores. All right. All right maybe they did. Court, Cortland Sutton, 9 for a buck 59. All right, so Sutton turned it around. I was thinking of week one. My apologies. Um, it's just... <laughs> is this in Denver, or is it in New York? Did they stay in New York? In Denver. I mean... I, in Denver, Wilson's got... Well, I guess Wilson might be used to the higher altitude being a BYU guy. I'm sure Utah has a similar, you know, uh, elevation. Maybe not the same as Denver, but similar just for the region of the country that it's in. I just mm-hmm. I can't trust the Jets until they actually do anything that looks competent. I have to go Denver. Fangio's going to eat them up on defense. Even with that 10.5 number? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think it's a game... I think it's a game they could win by 14, like just like accidentally, like the late pick six, something like that, where like they look like they're not going to cover, look like they're not going to cover up. Oh, there's a strip sack and uh, some dudes walking into the end zone and we have a fat guy touchdown. All right. The Seattle Seahawks head to Minnesota to take on the Minnesota Vikings and Bavada has the Vikings plus two at home. The Vikings have to be the most maddening team to be a fan of. 
mm-hmm. because they looked like they were so in control of that Arizona game early on, and then the wheels just fell off. They missed the potential winning field goal at the end. Like it's just, it's just, it's just bad news if you're a Vikings fan, left and right, and and sad. It honestly is sad uh, if we're being if we're being fair to to Vikings fans. And I, Seattle, they just they're Seattle. Like like you know Russ is going to be fine. They they gave the ball to Carson a lot last week. Lockett continues to be arguably one of the most underrated receivers in the NFL. Like that dude, mm-hmm. pound for pound, he just finds ways to get open. He was able to run under Russ's deep ball. It's it's incredible like how little that guy gets talked about in terms of the production that he's able to put up. Um DK coming off like you mentioned before a quiet week. This this is a pass happy game if if you ask me. I have a feeling we'll see a lot of Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen uh, touchdowns. KJ Osborne. Yeah, it, yeah. Well, again, they, and they both have guys like that, right? Those weird, random third and fourth wide receivers that, for some reason, always seem to score. Like it doesn't. You have no idea. Well, how, how? If I could, if I could guess, Freddie Swain has like twenty career touchdowns in twenty-two career games. That guy catches a touchdown pass from Russ like every week. It makes no sense. Um, with all the other talent that's on that team. But uh, I, I like Seattle in this game. I think this is just a weird year for Minnesota, uh, or at least a very tough start with, you know, you're getting two AFC West teams in the first two weeks of the season um, after losing that that tough that tough opening week game against the, the Bengals. I just, to me, to, to me it, feels, it feels like a Seattle game all day. All right, Tom Brady and those Tampa Bay Buccaneers head to Los Angeles to take on Matt Stafford and the Los Angeles Rams. Bavada has the Rams plus one and a half at home. Dude, Gronk uh, is like the ageless wonder all of a sudden. He retired for a season, came back last year, was like, eh, in the regular season. And now this dude just catches two touchdown passes. Like, that's just, Tom finds him and he gets it to him, and that's just the ballgame. Like it makes yeah. it makes no sense how he's able to do this and how he still looks as good. Atlanta's defense was terrible, and we kind of we kind of covered that. Tom still somehow looks uh, unbelievable at quarterback. Like it, it wasn't there points of like the last two years where Tom's arm looked like it was like falling off. He wasn't making all the throws, and now all of a sudden it's like it looks everything looks pretty good. They're all- well, I heard I heard a stat the other day um, from Alexa that. Tom Brady is 14 touchdowns away from throwing more touchdowns in his 40s than he did in his 20s. I mean, the game certainly changed in terms of philosophy. And it's, but that's nuts. Well, it, it's absolutely insane. It's abs- I mean, it's, 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 it's almost unfathomable that that's, that yeah. could be a thing. Uh, there, there was a record stat that I saw of him, and like he literally has an almost identical record. The first ten years to the second ten years or eight years, whatever it is, like it's this dude is just the most consistent guy of all time. It doesn't make Mm -hmm. well consistently great. Like that's the part that's that's so wild. Right, he's consistently as high level as high level can be, and like the Bucks are good. They've had some defensive injuries, which will probably worry you, especially against a Rams team that has a good offense. But I expect I expect a little bit of a shootout in this game, which is. It's tough to say because the Rams defense is is very good and has a lot of a lot of you know big name talent on it, but 
this this should be a really fun one. More more touchdowns for Cooper Cup than anyone could ever ask for. For sure. Aaron Rodgers and those Green Bay Packers head to San Francisco to take on the San Francisco 49ers. Bavada has the 49ers minus three and a half at home. Do the 49ers have to sign more running backs? Like they just they they they're injury bug bitten again, but at, yeah. this time at a particular position. Like they also didn't look that great against the Eagles. Like did it did it sort of turn as this as the game went on? And defensively, they they were able to figure it out and dial it in. Sure, were they able to out coach a rookie head coach? Yeah, they absolutely uh, were. Sirianni out coached himself. Well, possibly, sure. Um, but I I just think that the 49ers did not look like a team that put up 41 the week before on the Detroit Lions. Um, and the Packers are the complete opposite. They looked like yeah. a well-oiled machine last night. So. I, I think that I think that we're gonna get a very good game out of these two, but I don't necessarily. I, I think this is a game that the Packers can win if their defense can literally do anything. All they have to do is be able to stop the run, force Jimmy G to have to throw the ball, and I think we. I think the Packers have a shot. Yeah, we had so last week the Browns and the Eagles played at the same time. And that means I was watching the Eagles game without sound. And I just I just don't ever have a good feel for the game if I'm watching it with that, without sound. I can see that. I mean, you kind of need the commentary to give the flow of what's going on. And But to me, is this the Sunday night game? Uh, this is the Sunday night game. Yeah. And to me, I think that this, like, you're, you're going to learn a lot more about what the 49ers have actually are and then also the Packers. Like this is a real this is a real sort of prove it game for both of them. If you have sure. real if you have real conference championship aspirations, this is a game you kind of have to win if you're either of these teams. 49ers have kind of had a cupcake schedule. I mean the Eagles gave them a little bit more of a test than I think anybody really expected. But uh, yeah. But um like to me, they need to come out and show something against against the Packers because I think the Packers' purpose not not the Packers as a whole, but I think Rodgers kind of lollygagged it in Week One, and then we saw what he could do uh, again. That you know Monday night. What What's frustrating is that if Rager isn't pushed out of bounds, and if Quez just runs away from that defender, and I know, look. It, that was the fastest anyone ran with the ball in week two, 22.1 something miles per hour. And it's an angles game. But if those two things just happen, the Eagles win the game. I mean, you had, a, it should have been at minimum 13, nothing. And then at, in like the best case scenario, 17, nothing. Uh, yeah. Like, 17, three, I think. 17, three, fine. It, it, but it should have been at least that. And instead it wasn't. And, those are the breaks in football. Those are the, the growing pains with a rookie head coach, uh, you know, that, that are just going to happen, unfortunately. And, I, you know, I'm a guy that lives and dies with the Eagles, which I don't know what, 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 is, what is the line for Monday night now that we're kind of here. Well, the Philadelphia Eagles head to Dallas to take on the Dallas Cowboys, and Bavada has the Cowboys minus four at home. <sighs> Screams Eagles to me. Maybe because I just love betting on the Eagles, no matter what. But oh, um, that can only go bad. No, always, um, unless they win. Um, but 
in in a situation like this, like the Syriana is going to make mistakes. That's why I didn't, I, you know, a guy as a, somebody who lives and dies, like I said, with the Eagles in terms of like my enjoyment of NFL Sunday. It last week was not one of those games where they lost, and I was like, God, like you know, really kind of upset about it. It was like, yeah, those are games that first-year starters at quarterback and rookie head coaches, those are games they're going to lose. It's just that's the way it is. That's how they're going to lose games. Dumb, stupid, little things that are fixable and adjustable, and you learn from those. It's sort of a a step back to hopefully take a couple steps forward Mm -hmm. uh, in the the very near future. So if I'm an Eagles fan, I'm, I'm looking at that game as a positive, whereas... You know, maybe if it's a different quarterback, if it's a different head coach combination, you lose that game, and it's it's a very depressing situation. You're like, how oh, did we give that game away? Um, I don't know. I still have a lot of faith in this team, and that's why Monday night's huge because I think Dallas is. I think I think the division is a two team race with Dallas with a significant advantage, mainly because of their offense. Their offense is a well oiled machine. Tony Pollard looked great, spelling Zeke over the weekend. Um, I, I, I like what what can you say about their receiving core? Like they're they're great. You can say it's banged up. Well, it is definitely injured. It's definitely injured. Gallup obviously and then Cooper with some bruised ribs. Like there is there is some serious problems there in terms of longevity, but like right now, right now that that was a gritty win against the Chargers team that did sure give give the ball away or give the game away a little bit to them, but um they have they have they have their struggles on defense, just like the Eagles have their struggles on offense. It's sort of two teams on opposite sides of, of the spectrum. Whereas the Cowboys' offense, their best aspect, and the defense is where the Eagles have lived. And, and both sides have suffered, you know, some pretty significant losses. One probably the most significant, Brandon Grant, uh, mm-hmm. for the Eagles. So I, I mean. I think it's going to be a really fun Monday night game. I I love the Eagles Cowboys rivalry. I think it's I think it's great. I love that they try to always put at least one of them in prime time every week every year. Uh, mm-hmm. It's 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 interesting that it's this early in the season, but I think you're going to learn a lot about where this NFC East divisional race is going to go uh, with this game. So, birds money line always. Well, right now the Eagles are picking five, nine, and thirteen in the draft. I'll take five, nine, and twenty-two all day. What's why not one out and thirty-two? I mean, yeah, I would take thirty-two as well because that means that means I get to watch. What does twenty-two play. get you? So they they lose in the wild card. Yeah, Chris, but you made the playoffs. Oh, if you're gonna make the playoffs, let's at least win a game. I well, sure, of course, that is the old, like. Yes, you do want to win a game, but I'd also like I just enjoy I enjoy making the playoffs. And the, the aspect of being able to look forward to a playoff football game, you get that whole week of buildup. It's like the anxiety, the, the nervousness leading up to kickoff, having to sprint out of whatever random intramural basketball league you're refing because the game starts in 20 minutes. Like that is, those are the kind of things that, that are just so awesome about the NFL. The NFL is just great. Like I know football has its, its issues and everything like that, but like, there is nothing like the NFL. I love college football, uh, but there is just nothing like the NFL at all. And on that note, that's it for this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. For Greg Crone, I'm Chris Horwoodell. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back here next week.